When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, what's going on? Welcome to Talking Football with Ray, and believe it or not, my name is Ray, and I'm going to be the one talking football with you. Before we cut to the show, you need to remember that we are talking about a kid's game that's played by grown men. So sit back, relax, don't take yourself too serious, and let's have a little bit of fun in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Zero! What's going on, everybody? And welcome to Talking Football with Ray. And since my name is Ray, I'll be the one talking football with you, ladies and gentlemen. It is Monday, November the 29th, and I got a lot I want to talk about today. Of course, I have my regular Monday co-host, Connor Carney, with me. I do got a big announcement. What's going on with the podcast going forward? Starting this week, we're going to talk about people being absolutely salty that the Patriots are back the AFC East and what, like half a game behind for the AFC We're going to discuss Christian McCaffrey leaving. We're going to answer some Patreon questions. It's going to be a good night here on Talking Football with Ray. We got 30 minutes, now down to 29 minutes, to talk about all this different kind of stuff. So we're going to cut to a little break here from our sponsors and hear about our sponsors over at Symbol. When I come back, we'll have Connor Carney. Hey guys, let me just take a few seconds here and tell you about my sponsors over on Symbol. If you've thought about investing in the stock market, but you're worried about making an investment because maybe you don't know enough about investing, or perhaps you're just not ready to put your money into crypto, why not invest into something you know all about, and that's the sports market. Symbol brilliantly combines sports betting and investment into all-in-one place. On Symbol, you can invest in your favorite teams like the New England Patriots or take a long-term investment on teams like the Jacksonville Jaguars. Show your sports know-how by buying, trading, and selling shares in all of your favorite college, NFL, Major League Baseball, and NBA teams. You can also earn money for every win. You can invest in-season or out-of-season. It's up to you. Buy small, sell big. This is not some week-by-week gambling site where you can drop a wager on one game. This is your chance to be in it for the long haul. Be cautious, be aggressive, be a homer. It doesn't matter. Symbol is there for you to find the value and try to make you money. Symbol is offering an absolutely crazy promotion that I think they're insane for offering. However, click the link that I've left in the description and use the promo code DPN and Symbol will allow you to make a completely risk-free deposit up to $500. Use the promo code DPN and your deposit will be risk-free for 90 days. Meaning if you lose money, don't like the market, don't like the website, whatever reason, You can withdraw your entire initial deposit no matter what. So go check out what I think is the coolest gambling and investing site in the world. I've left the link to the Symbol website in the description below. 
So I suggest you go check it out and show the world your sports know-how and how savvy of an investor you really are. Go check out Symbol by using the link that I've left in the description and make sure that you use that promo code and that promo code DPN and make a 90-day risk-free deposit for up to $500. And we're back here live on Talking Football with Ray here live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Maybe you're listening to the replay on the podcast. Maybe you're listening to us on DeanBlundell.com. Wherever you're listening, I appreciate it. And ladies and gentlemen, we got our Monday night co-host, Mr. Connor Carney. Connor, how are you today, my friend? I'm doing excellent. Back to back to back to back to back to back. Patriots victories, right? I think I got all the backs in there. I think you got all the backs. So for those of you who aren't Patriot fans, Connor and I are, so it's going to be very Patriots heavy. So Connor, let's just jump right back. Let's just jump right into it, dude. Dude, I'm telling you right now, people are salty that the Patriots are back in contention. Let me just share you. Okay, so I wrote this article yesterday on DeanBlundell.com. I'm not going to go through the article. I just want to look at some of the tweets, okay? A boys over at hashtag sports says, looks like the Pats once again take over the AFC East, defeating the Tennessee Titans practice squad with a little sarcastic clapperoo. Very sarcastic from our friend Mario over there. Yeah, which is funny because here underneath is from Fred. Here was uh, them yeah, celebrating their, their read, win over the Saints. I, I read this. That was funny. Uh, so then this dude over here, uh, TJDMCR, who blocked me, by the way. Wrote, Patriots right, right? lucking into injured superstars. The Browns without Chubb and Hunt. Falcons without Ridley and Cordero Patterson. <laughs> he said Cordero Patterson. <laughs> Titans without Henry, Julio, AJ Brown, and Bud Dupree. Bills without Trey White for twice. Uh, but it wasn't only. Uh, it wasn't just Bills fans. Connor Albert Breer tweeted out. Bill Belichick and the Patriots are eight and four. Tom Brady and the Buccaneers are eight and three. Turns out both guys are really, really good. This Titans fans, Ryan Witherspoon says, uh, the Pats played the Titans JV squad today. Titans going to be a whole new team come the playoffs. Callan Curd said the Patriots are the best team in the AFC. We all have to come to terms with that. This Titans fan, Tyler says, because the Titans were literally with a practice squad offense has beat themselves with turnovers, crown them. But it was Chiefs fans too, right? The Chiefs fans said the Chiefs defense is playing as well or better, and they have Mahomes. Who are you kidding? And then this Jake Laffrey guy, who is a Colts fan, says, and we've come to terms with the fact that the refs in the NFL will do everything possible to make sure that they get a New England-Tampa Bay Super Bowl matchup 100% lock. Connor, as a Patriots fan, number one, we should just say welcome back, Patriots, because you are now getting the love that you've always gotten around the league. But how do you feel that everybody around the NFL, outside of Pats Nation, is salty as fuck that the Patriots are back. It's it's a good thing. It, it means the Patriots are right back where they're supposed to be. I mean, this is how it's been the entire time. So, well, welcome back, New England Patriots. I mean, this is how it was for the past 15 to 20 years. Everybody made excuses. Everybody always hated, you know, the winners. The Patriots are, you know, the evil empire of the NFL. And now that people are back and being salty, being all upset, tweeting about it, having meltdowns, you know, on, on the internet, we know that the Patriots are officially back. So you read my article? I did, yes. A lot of tongue-in-cheek in there. I found it. Yes. I, sent, I sent it to Mario over at Hashtag, and I said, just take it for what it is. He, he <laughs> tried to stir us up, uh, stir the pot today on Twitter, too. But you got him. You got him immediately. <laughs> I had to. I had to. <laughs> 
So how do you feel? How did you feel about the game? Let me ask you this: two back-to-back rough, kind of rough games for the Patriots, right? The sloppy games, let's right? Call it. Uh, the Falcons game, obviously, the offense was sloppy. We talked about it being Thursday night, whatever. Uh, then they go up, eh, fair enough, against the Titans JV squad. They give up 200 yards on the ground. Uh, we haven't seen the defense do that probably since week four or five. Uh, any concerns? Or is, is there any residual effects you think that can carry over? Or do you think Monday night in Buffalo is just another game? Uh, I'm not overly concerned about it because at the end of the day, they still found ways to win those games by kind of a wide margin without playing their best football. I mean, they only let up 13 points. They were able to force turnovers, which has been the biggest thing over the past six games. They've stopped turning the ball over. They stopped committing stupid penalties and they've been forcing turnovers like crazy. So obviously it's a little alarming that they let them run all over them. But the fact that they still held them to 13 points, it's tough to be upset there because that's really the statistic that's going to matter. I'm just happy to see them win by double digits in two games where I don't think they played their best football. And I mean, if they play their best football going forward, it's going to be a wrap. Is it time to hail Josh McDaniels as an offensive genius? Because he took a lot of heat from Patriot fans a lot this year. A lot. Myself included in the beginning of the season. So what do you have to say about Josh McDaniels at this point? When I kept kind of, I don't want to say overly defending him, but saying like, you know, he's playing it safe. He's sticking with it. My only complaint is, and this isn't a McDaniels thing. I think, I also think too, the McDaniels takes heat for things that aren't his fault, like not going for it on fourth down. That's not a McDaniels call. That's a Belichick call when it comes to the game plan. Belichick right. decides to put up the special teams, not McDaniels. Um, that, so that's my only thing. Like, I, I think I wrote, I, I tweeted it yesterday. I think it was fourth and two at like the 30. I'm like, is it ever four down territory for the Patriots? Like, or is it always just, just a kick? Um, and I think that was actually the Nick Folk miss as well. So it was just like kind of the double whammy on that. However, uh, I always kept saying like, they're playing it safe. They're, they're going to come together. The team's trying, trying to come together. They got to figure out their identity. They're finally coming, finally figuring out their identity. Looking a lot better. What do you have to say about Josh McDaniels now on this six-game win streak and and maybe a little bit before that as well? In hindsight, I think they were playing it very safe with Mac Jones the first couple games. We obviously didn't see him air it out much. It was a lot of dink and dunk passes. You know, now they're opening up the playbook a lot more. I think it's a part of, you know, Josh McDaniels, Bill Belichick, a combination of them really just letting Mac let it rip. I mean, he he's playing like he's a six-year veteran out there. They're really not holding anything back. We've seen some absolutely amazing throws from him over the past couple of weeks. And I think it's just McDaniels completely opening up the playbook. So I think at the beginning of the year, he was kind of cornered and they were deliberately playing it conservative. Now that he's allowed to kind of let it rip, uh, I think they've been fantastic. I think they've been the best coached team the past six weeks. They've thoroughly outprepared their opponents. Christian McCaffrey's out for the season. Again, back-to-back years now. So let me ask you this. With <laughs> how spectacular Cam Newton played yesterday. <laughs> he, ha- he had a... By the way, I saw a tweet yesterday. If you were to step into an NFL game, you, Connor. Yes. And go 0 for 1 without throwing an interception you would have like a 38.6 or something like that quarterback rating. Right. Cam Newton had a 5.8 quarterback rating yesterday. I and saw now, that this morning. I was I was shocked. I didn't know it could even get that low. And now he's lost Christian McCaffrey. Is the Panther season virtually over now? Essentially, yes. I think they were already in trouble. They were already were kind of behind the eight ball. Now they've lost Christian McCaffrey. 
Cam Newton obviously struggling. They benched him, went to, I think it's PJ Walker is the other guy. He Who doesn't took a have sack it. and threw interception. I think. Yeah. Right yeah. He, he's not the answer either. So they're, they're in, they're in trouble. Even, I don't know if Sam Donald has an opportunity to come back, but even if he does, I don't think he's the answer either. I think the Panthers are playing for 2022 at this point, you know, draw, I, Josh McDaniels was going to say Christian McCaffrey at this point, man, he, I, I don't blame him. You know, if he's injured, start worrying about next year because you're going to uh, potentially hurt the guy and you're just throwing good money after bad at this point. So I got big news, big news, because we are going to get to our Patreon comments here in just a second, but um, I've got big news for the podcast. All right, let's hear it. As you know, ever since you and I were podcast partners, and then you quit, stabbed me in the back. You left, left me high and dry. And you, then the Patriot, the Patriots in the show have exploded. It's true, but you gave me Monday. You gave me Mondays. <laughs> uh, I realized, oh, I need a co-host. Nice. I've also realized too that I appreciate different perspectives, especially since you're, you know, I, again, I always told you you'd be my guy forever, but now you've left me. You're not coming back. I gave you another opportunity. You said no again. So I've given up on that dream. <laughs> I've drifted off into the sunset. So I now have four weekly co-hosts set up for Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Nice. And starting Friday from seven 30 till eight 30, every Friday, there'll be a Patreon hangout and that's going to be the podcast. All right. I like it. I like it. Are you announcing who they are or is it a surprise? I will announce them. Okay. Monday is you. I don't know if that, I don't know if that shocks you or not, but (laughs) I'm, I, I graciously accept Tuesday is Lawrence. Nice. Law dog. Thursday starting next week is going to be our boy, Mike N. Wow. Mike N let's go. But round of applause. Mike N is on vacation this week. So Ross is for him this week. Oh, another, another legend. I'm, I'm giving you guys a round of applause here. And you're never gonna believe who my who Wednesday is. Do I guess? Take a guess. I'm, uh, Thomas. No, not even close. Mario. Mister Mario from Hashtag hey. Sports. <laughs> that would be that would be a good one. So. Yeah, especially so, is he on this Wednesday before the Bills? He is. He'll be on this oh, Wednesday. His go. first show will be this Wednesday. Looking forward to it. Him and I got a lot to say to each other. Oh yeah. Um, we've been jawing all week, but uh, I think it'll be a, a kind of a fun dynamic. You know what I mean? Because I think so too. I bring on Lawrence, who's a Colts fan, but he stays very balanced. You know what I yep. mean? Um, we don't argue a whole lot. Mike, obviously, you, your Patriot fan, so we see a lot of things eye to eye. I cannot wait on a weekly basis to just chop up not just bills and Patriots, but football in general. He's actually really Mario's really smart and I'm a shit talker. So it's, uh, it, it's going to be, so that's, fun. A good, that's a good combination right there. It's going to be a fun piece master at work. And I, we do a lot of collaborations together, but he's, he's busy with his shit. Uh, we, we used to have him on, but he got super busy. He's got the AFC's round table. He's got his videos, but we do a lot of collaborations. I'll have I'll have him on for sure. Uh probably after the Buffalo game, after we smack the Bills around and we can have a little bit of fun with that. <laughs> Let's go. Let's <laughs> next one wa- next Wednesday could be a really fun day for me, or it could be a really fucking horrible day. It's just, yeah, a, it's, just a horrible half an hour. It's gonna be one or the other. Oh man. Ladies and gentlemen, every day I turn to our Patreon crew and I ask them for comments and questions for me and my co-host to answer. Connor, today we have 10. 
Nice. So um, even though this ad makes no sense anymore, I'm going to tell you a little bit about Patreon. Obviously, I got to recut this with all the changes I made to Patreon and there being a Patreon hangout every Friday that Connor has still not showed up to. I'm a Patreon even member though. now, though. You are. So have I think watched, I can make it. Have you watched the video yet? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> you fucker. All right. Let's take two seconds here, hear about Patreon, and then we'll get to the Patreon qu- uh, questions for the day. When you join the Ray Route Patreon page, you'll get four exclusive videos fueled by subjects that you give me every week. That's right. When you join and become a member of the Patreon page, you'll get five exclusive videos. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, the live version of the podcast. But that's not all. Every second Friday, I host a Patreon hangout for all of the Patreon members. You have the opportunity to hang out on the screen with me and other Patreon members, chat about football, life, basically just friends chopping it up. We have visitors like Lawrence from Colts Lock, Connor, Hashtag, that come over and hang out on the Patreon. I also don't believe in making huge money off of people or having different tiers or excluding people. I have one tier. It's $5. That's it. Everybody pays the same thing, and everybody gets all of the content and all of the perks, including the link to our Discord page that's exclusive to the Patreon group where we are actively chatting about football. So don't wait any longer. Sign up for my Patreon page by clicking the link I've left in the description or go to www.patreon.com. I promise you, you won't be disappointed. Come join our little community of football fans over on Patreon. Uh, before we uh, jump over to the Patreon, we got a we got a super sticker from King Cato. Thank you, sir. And we got this this chat super chat from Ross says, "Sup boys, can't wait to see you in the table jumper chat." <laughs> Wednesday night's gonna be live. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, Big Ohio says, "I keep telling y'all to be pessimist, uh, pessimistic. We win in the rest of the year. I love it. All right, I All got. Right, let's go. I got a lot. I got to get into here on the Patreon, Connor. So we're gonna get right into it. Cool. All right, I'm ready." All right, so Alex says, and this this will be for you, Connor. Do you think that the Patriots would have won if the Titans had a healthy team? So if they had Julio Jones, if they had A.J. Brown and Hunter Henry, or um, Derrick Henry, I apologize, do you think that the Patriots would have beat the Titans? It would have been an astronomically more difficult game, I'll say that much for sure. I mean, they, they made it somewhat easy on the Patriots. The thing is that they only punted once. And when I went back and looked at it, the Patriots scored 36 points and they drove down the field. They settled for field goals a lot of the time, unfortunately, but they only punted once. They put up a ton of points on defense. It was all about the takeaways. You know, they really didn't let Tannehill move the ball whatsoever, although he didn't have a lot of people to go to. Uh, I think Derrick Henry was the, is the biggest thing. I mean, if Derrick Henry was there, he probably would have ran for the 200 yards they ran for anyways, but not fumbled like the other guys did those two times, which created, you know, obviously points in the other direction. I think the Patriots could still beat them and probably would have, but it's hard to say because their whole team has been Derrick Henry and obviously A.J. Brown. But Julio Jones hasn't been there anyways, and Julio Jones, I think, is going to get ready for retirement pretty soon. No, no, the Patriots should get up a first-round pick for him. Oh, is that still on the table? I mean, well, that's maybe what people- I- Maybe like a I was, first and I a was, second. I was a moron because I didn't want to give up a first. <laughs> uh, but no, looking I, I back do, on it, shouldn't give up anything for him. I do want to point out that I talked about it lots this week, and I think you did as well. That that Titans defense was no joke. Yeah, um, and we saw it. And and I, you know what? This is where I give McDaniel some credit as well. Like, good on you for for sticking with the run and waiting for it to work. He did. He did because at the beginning of the game, they really weren't running the ball that well. They weren't getting a lot of a lot of holes for any of the guys to go through. They stuck with the run, and then in, by the fourth quarter, they were running all over them. Yeah. 
And and they just they basically broke the will of Tennessee's defense. And sometimes teams can get away from the run. We saw that in the Colts game yesterday, even though the pass game was working, but they got away from Jonathan Taylor, uh, put the ball on Carson Wentz's arm, and the, the Josh McDaniels just the whole game kept the ball on the ground until till that defense was finally broken. All right, yeah. got to keep moving here. We got nine more, and uh, we are slowly running out of time here. We only got about eleven minutes left. Uh, Thomas says, what the fuck happened to Pittsburgh? Things are getting worse <laughs> every week. Uh, I'll leave it at here. Listen, if you guys really want to know what happened to Pittsburgh, go over to DeanBlundell.com. I wrote an article about it today that they should be absolutely fucking embarrassed by that performance. I'm also going to be covering it on Newsbreak tonight. Uh, Pittsburgh is done. Yeah. Uh, they're a team that was known for being big, hard-nosed, fucking just, you know what I mean, like physical team, and they've just gone soft the last few weeks. They can't stop the run. Joe Mixon just ran all over them. They got bullied. Their offensive line got bullied. They're a team that's known for winning in the trenches, and they've looked absolutely awful. Yeah, Big, big Ben looks like Peyton Manning in his last season. I, he just doesn't have it anymore. And the defense used to be like their identity. They were a tough, hard-nosed defense. Uh, they they just don't have the same like imposing defense that they had before. So the combination of those two, I don't look at them as as a formidable playoff team at all. I think Big Ben's washed up, and I think the defense is a shell of its former self. Those two combinations, they're destined to be you know eight and nine. I was also thinking too, should I pick the Patriots to lose every game the rest of the year? Because I I mean they've already matched what my my season total. I think you have you have to you have to stick with it, right? I do. So I got to say that they're going to lose the rest of the year and just just eat it, right? Yeah, and then if they do lose, then then you look you look like a genius. And if they win, then you can do it and say that it was a reverse jinx. But I should be pessimistic and take the heat just for the betterment of the team, correct? Uh I believe so. I believe so. Okay. Pessimistic, we call it. Yes. Uh your thoughts on this is from Thomas. Your thoughts on the first half of the Titans game was our defense struggling. They were struggling to stop the run. Obviously, it was that big one at the end of the half where I, I don't know what happened. They just let the guy go down the length of the field for a 68-yard run or whatever it was. High, Hightower missed a tackle, and McCourty yeah. took a bad angle. I mean, the he, two veteran captains just couldn't have fucked that up any more than they did. I Yeah, and that's exactly what it was. I mean, they, they should have stopped that guy. They should have had the tackle. McCourty kind of got crossed up by him, and then the guy just took off. Although, outside of that play, they really didn't. What did, what did they what did they give up? They gave up a, a touchdown. The guy missed the extra point, and then there was that fluke play where they just didn't poor tackling. Should have had him, but they really should have only given up six points in the first half in the entire game outside of that one run. So I, I wasn't concerned about the defense either time. Thomas wants to know: Do you think Baker Mayfield should just go on the IR? He's not helping his team in this his condition. <laughs> I mean, I, I hope it's an injury. I mean, not that you hope somebody's injured, but well, he's he been looked... playing with a, he, his non-throwing shoulder. He needs surgery in the offseason. He's been playing with it all year. Okay, may I mean maybe at this point he, he doesn't look like he has it. It probably is the injury then. But last night was painful to watch. The uh, Ravens, Lamar Jackson threw four interceptions. I mean, if you get the opportunity where your defense creates four turnovers, you got to find a way to score more than 10 points. They just couldn't move the football. He doesn't look like he's going to help them win. At this point, you know, if you're injured, your shoulder's that bad, have surgery now and start working on it because realistically, if he's playing this way, he's not going to lead them to a playoff berth or a Super Bowl. Thomas wants to know, Connor, comments on the missed field goal by Folk. Was it, like I think, another conspiracy against Folk because yep. he doesn't miss anything? Now, Connor, I do want to put out that I tweeted out when he hit the 52. I said, I don't know what happened on that 53 
because he he made that he, that 52 he made it look like a chip shot. He did. Yeah, that 52 was right down the middle. The other one, the the 53, you know, I I know Mike Reese tweeted out that he was making them like it was candy in uh pregame. But I think on that one, uh, they were trying to uh, use the laser pointers again and shine him in his eyes. He got distracted and kicked it right. At Gillette Stadium. Yes, at Gillette Stadium. But you know what? You got to be careful because sometimes the opponent's fans sneak in and that the people just take it for granted that that won't happen because they're at the home stadium. They really got to be careful for that. All right, I got a question from G107 here for myself, but I'm going to tie it in with Mike's comment as well. Maybe Connor and I can both take a stab. I'll go first. But he says, hey, Ray, what do you think about Bill B's comments regarding J.C. Jackson? I feel like there's a good chance Coach Bill offers him a contract. He can't refuse. Mike N says that money truck just keeps loading up for J.C. Jackson. Excited to see what we're going to do against the Bills this week. I can't agree more. Uh, <laughs> J.C. Jackson has carved out a nice little deal for himself when this season comes to an end now i did hear i do believe i mean that they're going to be able to come to a deal that works for both parties jc jackson has showed his appreciation for belichick showed his appreciation for the team wants to be a patriot i mean even that locker room celebration yesterday i've never seen a locker room celebration like that with the patriots like number one bill belichick looks like he's having so much fun yeah uh kendrick Bourne is just like his personality everybody else in there like Belichick and the Patriots, they've talked about how close they are as a unit. Uh, I think, again, I think that four-year, five-year, $75 million making him a top-five cornerback is probably what it's going to be. Uh, what are you thinking? I, I hope so. I mean, the more we see him, the better he's becoming. Obviously, yesterday, one of those fumbles were just him chasing down the running back and ripping the ball right out. Another interception. I don't even know how many he has at this point. He's got to be leading the league. He's got to be on the fast track to become an all-pro right now. I think he's the best corner that they've had especially this season, including the past, you know, 10 years, Darrell Revis, Stephon Gilmore, Malcolm Butler, they've had a ton of good corners. I think this is the best season out of a New England Patriots corner we've seen in, in since since I, I've been alive. So I think they got to find a way to pay the kid. He He's just lights out right now, and he forces so many turnovers. That's what makes him the biggest difference maker. Brian says, is it too early to discuss Bill Belichick winning coach of the year, especially if they win on Monday Night Football? My opinion on that is if they win the AFC East, it's fucking locked and it, nobody else deserves it. Yeah. Um, unless it's corrupt like the Ballon d'Or who gave it to Lionel Messi today, who everybody knows it should have been Robert Lewandowski. However, yep. Um, no, when I look at it, yes. If they if they go, if they win the division, if they win the AFC championship game with a rookie, or uh, if they win the AFC East with a rookie quarterback. That for those of you in the podcast, I just shook my head to show you that I misspoke. Um, then I think he deserves it. I think just making the playoffs in a wild card doesn't necessarily lock you in. However, I mean, he could accomplish more than Jason Garrett did back in, what was it, 2016 when he won Coach of the Year. At this point, though, I don't think Bill Belichick really gives two fucks. It's all about Super Bowl rings for him. But, yeah, he needs to be back in the discussion for Coach of the Year. Absolutely. And, I mean, a lot of people have said it, and I, I, I don't necessarily disagree that Bill Belichick has probably had his best year as a coach maybe ever. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree, especially over these past six games. We've seen it time and time again where they're just better prepared. He's out coaching the other team. Their game plan, they have no answer for what Bell Belichick's out there trying to do. I mean, yesterday, yesterday they didn't even have A.J. Brown. I figured even if he was out there, Belichick shuts him down, forces them to kind of run the football, and they force turnovers. They Other teams really don't have any match for Belichick's game plans lately. We'll see what happens Monday night. But I agree. If he wins the AFC East after going seven and nine, starting over with a rookie quarterback this year and leading them to right back to the top of the division where they've been so many times before, I think he has to be coach of the year. And, and Mac Jones has to be rookie of the year. 
G107 says, do you think that the Panthers regret giving Christian McCaffrey that extension? Of course, he's the highest paid running back in the NFL, four years, $64 million. Yes, uh, probably. I think it's it's tough because he's, he's such played a... 10 of 33 possible games by the end of this season. Yeah, that's not good. I mean, part of it, I do feel like they bring it on themselves because they do give him like 30 plus touches every time he's out there. He's one of the, he is the biggest workhorse in the league outside of Derrick Henry and Derrick Henry's three times the size of him. But also running backs are so interchangeable. Their shell life of, of being very good in the league is like three to five years. I mean, there are guys who are running backs who are 30 years old and they're just completely done because they've accrued so many hits. And now Christian McCaffrey's in that in that range right now. And they're still paying him a boatload of money. And our final comment comes from Mike Gann, who says, also shout out to KB, meaning Kendrick Bourne, for the great effort and or for the effort and energy he brings to this offense. Absolutely. I mean, that the first touchdown was absolutely fantastic. That uh, short route in the in the end zone, perfect throw from Mac Jones. Their chemistry there was immaculate. But that 41 or 40 plus yard touchdown where he danced along the sidelines and, and just made a sprint for the end zone. That's exactly what the Patriots need. Guys who are going to make big plays out of nothing. I mean, that should have been a seven, eight yard game. He took it all the way to the house. And then just obviously in the celebration video, he's got just a great infectious energy. All of the uh, teammates seem to love him. Bill Belichick loves him. He He's bringing a new dy- dynamic to the Patriots, man. I, I love Kendrick Bourne out there. All right, and I got time for one more comment that we can pull out of the chat. I'm going to pull it from our boy Chevy, who says, this defense continually is impressive. Kyle Van Noy impresses me. Judon kicked the door down on his ceiling. Yep. Low-key loaded. Yeah, shout out to Kyle Van Noy, who – uh, started off the season rough. We now think it may be because of injury, but uh, you know he's really come alive. Matthew Judon again. I love I love Matthew Judon as everybody knows. Uh, he retweeted me a couple weeks ago. We're best friends and all, so I gotta support him. Uh, I wear number nine every week. I used to wear fifty four every week. I wear number nine every week now because how can you not love Judon? Uh, Connor, thoughts on this comment from Chevy? No, I completely agree. I mean, we thought Matt Judon was going to be good. He's outstanding. I mean, it's like he gets to the quarterback every week. He's getting consistent pressure, man. He he's one of the best blitzing linebackers in the entire NFL. I it's it's fantastic to see him get pressure every single week. Van Noy looks great. Can't wait for Jamie Collins to come back. I think that's going to be a huge boost as well. Defense overall, they they really are forming into a top five unit, which is exactly what we hope they would be when the season started. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to Talking Football with Ray. Thank you to my Monday night co-host, Mr. Connor Carney. You can find him on Twitter at Connor Commentary. If you're looking to find all of my content, of course, you can find me over on Newsbreak. Just go to newsbreak.com. Look up Ray Route. You'll find all my videos there. You can find me on Twitter at DPN underscore Ray. Find me here on YouTube, youtube.com slash Nation. Find me on Facebook. Facebook.com slash DPN Sports. Head on over to Patreon, patreon.com slash uh, DPN Sports, DPN Sports. You can also find me on DeanBlondell.com where you can find my blogs and the podcast. Ladies and gentlemen of Pats Nation, ladies and gentlemen football fans, I don't just talk to Pats Nation more. Ladies and gentlemen football fans, appreciate y'all. And never forget, you're all legit, kid. The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. 
I'm John Gay from Jagged Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundle from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network. Do, did, will, the Story of People podcast is now available on the Cryer Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks, Undercurrent Podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holowaty from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Crier Media Network.